Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your Monday or weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. We gave it an extra couple of days this week because, man, oh man, the moves just are coming in a flurry. So we wanted to give it a little bit more time uh, to be able to let some of these moves that have already been made marinate and then also uh, give some time for some new moves to be made. And it's kind of happening uh, every day uh, at this point for the Raiders. But before we get to all of that, uh, and before I welcome in our great co-host, Sam Gordon, I just want to let you know that Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire, Sam Gordon. The last time we uh, did our podcast, the Raiders had taken like three steps behind, yeah. you know, backwards, uh, you know, or, or, or the AFC West took three steps ahead of them. Everyone was kind of freaking out. Everybody was uh, ready to, uh, to call it a season. We kept telling people, Hey, it's not the free agency. Hasn't even technically started yet. Just let it play out. Um, well, about nine days later, <laughs> Sam Gordon, uh, it's definitely played out in a way that I don't think anybody could have truly anticipated. And that includes not only do the Raiders get stronger without a doubt, as did the chargers and as did the Denver Broncos, but the Kansas City Chiefs also took a bit of a step backwards, too. Uh, it's been an amazing nine days. And just to recap for the Raiders, they've made a, a, a flurry of moves. But really, the, the linchpins of what they've done so far is trading for Devontae Adams, giving him a record-breaking contract, which set um, in motion a domino effect that, that ultimately cost Kansas City Chiefs to rekill. They couldn't pay him what he was going to, what he was now asking for, uh, to either match or or uh, exceed what Devontae uh, Adams got on the record-breaking deal. So he's been training to Miami, uh, and in addition to that, the Raiders also signed uh, Chandler Jones, which we didn't get to in the last show uh, as well. So a game changer on offense and a game changer on defense, uh, Sam Gordon, and that's you know in addition to a bunch of other. Positive, I think, um, and, and shrewd moves that the Raiders have made. Uh, what do you make of this flurry of activity for the Raiders? Well, Vinny, it's been—I uh, I can't remember a wilder, you know, week and a half, two-week period uh, in NFL, you know, in, in NFL free agency. I really can't. In, in recent memory, you, you take a look at all the moving parts: the quarterbacks that have moved around, the receivers, the star power, the firepower entering the division, the firepower exiting the division, just the landscape of the AFC and the NFL in general. Um, been a while, a couple weeks for sure. But I, I think what you have now is, is, is just on paper. Of course, we have to see how everything plays out. We still have plenty of time left for free agency. We have the draft here, of course, in Las Vegas next month. But where it stands uh, in the FC West, have, I think you've got four teams that are all capable of, of winning the division right now. You know, believe it or not, I, I think you take a look at every single team uh, based on the, the roster that they have in place, based on what we know about the players on the roster and the situation at hand. Uh, and all four teams are, are really, really good. This is the best division in the league. Devontae Adams said that uh, at his introductory press conference. It's a sentiment that I, I think is, you know, relatively, not, I wouldn't say universal, but it's a sentiment that's definitely picked up some steam. I think the AFC West uh, and the moves that the respective teams have made have definitely put the rest of the NFL um, on notice. And as the, from, from the Raiders' perspective, uh, I think at the very least, you, you maintain status quo or upgrade on defense um, with Chandler Jones and, of course, uh, the cornerback, Rocket Scene, 
from uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who I believe is going to be a starter right away. And then your offense now has a completely um, different tempo and flavor to it with Devontae Adams, who I believe is the most complete receiver um, in the NFL right now. There's nothing he can't do uh, and, and arguably the best receiver in the league. So uh, a wild, wild, wild um, week and a half or so. Uh, but, but at this point, I think you have to like what, the, what certainly what the Raiders have done. Uh, and certainly how big picture, how compelling this division has become. I mean, I think every single divisional game, there's going to be a level of intrigue um, throughout the course of the season. And that's because all these teams, you know, in whatever way they're moving, have been moving and have been making major moves. So um, certainly been exciting. And, and I know we're not, you know, we're not close to finish with everything that's going to, going to happen next month too with the draft. All right. So let's just recap because there's a lot of recapping uh, to be done. Offensively, uh, the Raiders have traded for Devontae Adams. They've also added wide receiver Matt Collins, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson. Sam, uh, let's stop right there. Yeah. Because a week ago, uh, the only wide receivers that were on the roster were Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards and a bunch of guys that um, you know were basically practice squad players type of guys. That was it. That was with their wide receiver room. Uh, as we sit here today, it's Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, Devontae Adams, Mac Hollins, Demarcus Robinson, Robinson, who brings uh, a nice, you know, blend of speed uh, to to the to that room. It's really turned over um, and for the better. And when you talk about Devontae Adams being your uh, anchor alongside, and let's face it, Darren Waller is, a, you know, he's a tight end in name only. Really, he's really just a weapon when you yep. think about now what they have in terms of their receiver options um sam it's it's night and day from where it was just a week ago and certainly last season it's one now all of a sudden you're looking at one of the most complete pass catching cores in the nfl i don't think there's any question about that again Devontae adams does everything hunter renfro emerged as one of the premier slot receivers in the nfl we know he can do a little bit more than just run routes out of the spot um darren waller of course banged up but when he was fully healthy in 2020 uh, you got a taste of what he can do. And, of course, in 2019, where he's one of the best pass catchers in the league. And and, and like you mentioned, I, I, the, the, the moves on the periphery, um, Demarcus Robinson, hey, look, you know, reliable number four receiver, guy that can get open deep. Mac Collins, same kind of thing, where, where you get some versatility, um, you get some veterans in that core, and, and now all of a sudden you have pass catchers that can do a little bit of everything. There's nothing you don't have in, in your receiving core when you're the, if you're the Raiders. You, 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 it feels like – you know, the skill sets complement one another. So that offense uh, towards the end of the year, Vinny, of course, a little lethargic. I thought a lot of those games were won with situational football, with execution late in games, with great defense. Now, all of a sudden, you take a look at this 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 receiving core with Derek Carr coming back. Uh, now you're looking at the seeds of a top seven, top eight kind of offense, um, so long as you can stabilize that offensive line. I think, you know, there, there was definitely improved play on that line down the stretch. And, of course, we can get to this in a second with some of the moves they made up front. Um, but if you stabilize that with the, with the playmaking on a perimeter, like that, you're, you're really talking, right? I mean, that's, that's a serious firepower now, at least on paper, compared to what you had, you know, two, three months ago. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, when you go to running back there, and they, they definitely address running back as well. Now, let's keep in mind, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake are both on the roster right now. And and, and that's a formidable duo uh, to begin with. But then they back that up with uh, the signings of Brandon Bolden, uh, the signing of Amir Abdullah, and fullback Jacob Johnson. Uh, Johnson and Bolden both played in New England, both have extensive experience uh, with Josh Gordon, or excuse me, with Josh McDaniels and this offense. Um, and much like what you just said with the wide receivers, and I think that this is sort of a Patriot trait uh, that you're going to start seeing more and more with the Raiders. Um, 
every guy that we just mentioned can do something different, you, you know? And, and so in, in other words, the Raiders have covered all their bases at two position groups. When you're talking about wide receiver um, and ch- tight end two, we'll get to that. But, and, and then running back, you know, the backfield in terms of you need speed, got speed, you need, uh, you know, a zone runner, got a zone runner. Uh, you need somebody, some power, you got power. You need blocking, you need catching out of the, um, out of the backfield. They've checked off those boxes. There's, there's big, powerful guys. There's the fleet footed, quick, shorter, you know, smaller guys. Um, and, and why I say that and why that's so important. And you can double it up with the wide receivers, Sam, is that one thing that's always stood out to me about the Patriots is they have every tool in the toolbox. They can, they can mold themselves, uh, to really fit any situation. And, um, you know, whatever the, whatever, you know, uh, the, they're confronted with, whatever situation, whatever, um, you know, scenario it might be, they've got somebody that fits that, um, you know, that, that scenario. It's something that the Patriots always, they kind of stand for that. And I'm looking at how this roster construction is going and it's, it's very similar to that. No, it certainly is Vinny. And, and it's, you know, like you said, versatility, I think you mentioned Bolden and Abdullah. Those are guys that, also special teamers I have long special team, extensive special team resumes throughout the course of their career. Same could be said for Mac Holland. So not only are, are you building out depth in your respective positions, uh, but you're also creating, you know, balance on special teams. I think that was, you know, your special teams units were one of the Raiders strengths last year. And you're bringing in players that have experience being a part of reliable special teams units. So yeah, there, there, there is a, you are building versatility. You're creating different kinds of styles of play. Um, different ways you can win football games, different personnel uh, that, that that can specialize in, in, in different things. And it's, you know, certainly with some of the big, you know, the splashes offensively, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's dramatically, I think we're going to see dramatically, you know, dramatic differences. And we haven't even, of course, Josh McDaniels is going to put his whole flavor on this thing, right? His whole stamp with, with his schemes and what he's going to implement systematically to maximize this thing. So uh, I think Raider fans have to be, you know, encouraged. And of course, it's the offseason. I think a lot of fan bases are encouraged, but but rightfully so with some yeah. of the stamps and even some of the subtle moves. I mean, this is, this is the, this front office, this regime is showing that it's willing to be aggressive. It's willing to, to take some risks. It's willing to go after big, big, high name, high profile players that have proven to be impact players, but not just that it's addressing what you need to address on the periphery too. So a lot more complete now, uh, I, I think we're where we're at right now than we were even, you know, two, three weeks ago. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Uh, They've also added tight end Jacob Hollister, offensive lineman Alex Bars, who um, he's kind of a uh, where's Waldo type of a guy who can play everywhere uh, on the uh, on the offensive line is basically taking snaps at every position uh, uh, up front. Uh, They've also uh, brought back Brandon Parker, brought back uh, Jermaine and Luminar. Now, defensively, uh, Chandler Jones, obviously the big get uh, there uh, coming off the edge, uh, but they've also really addressed um, the interior of the defensive line. And this is kind of fitting in with what Patrick Graham likes to do. I know he's talked about being multiple, being versatile, don't get caught up in the, is it a three, four, is it a four, three, but 
Um, basically, the Raiders are changed into a three-four defense, and they need interior defensive linemen that kind of uh, fit that bill. And so they went out and got uh, Bilal Nichols from the Chicago Bears, Vernon Butler uh, from the uh, uh, Baltimore, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills uh, of most recently. Defensive tackle uh, Kyle Pico and defensive tackle Andre Billings. Billings played last year, uh, part of last year, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. They've gone out and gotten linebacker Micah Kaiser. And linebacker uh, Kyler uh, Fackrell and Sam uh, Fackrell uh, is intrigues me. This is a guy that's got 23 sacks in his career. He also had a sa- uh, a year in 2018 with 10 and a half sacks. You know who his uh, position coach was when he did that? Who, who Vinny? Tell me. Patrick Graham. Oh. Uh, when Pat, yes, when uh, when Kyler was in Green Bay along with um, uh, Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham was was the uh, linebacker backer coach in Green Bay. That's the position that uh, Kyler plays, kind of an outside rusher kind of a guy. And I want to stop right there because, again, it goes back to sort of the Patriots way. I know people are going to kind of get sick of that hearing that, but the coaching staff is basically, you know, I'd say what, 60% it seems, or at least 50% are from, uh, uh, you know, New England. General Manager Dave Ziegler is from New England. A guy like Kyler Fackrell, all right? What the Patriots have always done, and I think you're going to start seeing this more and more with the Raiders, you find guys that can do something really well and scheme it up situationally to get them on the field to fit, again, that situation. Sure. Uh, Fackrell can get to the quarterback. Uh, He's shown that. It doesn't have to be a lot. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be a starter by any stretch of the imagination, but somebody that can come in and get to the quarterback. Uh, Even last year, in very limited um, uh, snaps, he's still got three sacks. So, it's a trait that they like. It's there's a there's a connection there between he and Patrick Graham. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he provides off the bench. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. We've seen that in sports so many times. Uh, they've also they traded for uh, cornerback Rock Yassin. Um, yeah. That was the ripple effect of the Chandler Jones signing. They ended up trading uh, Unique Gakwe to uh, to the Colts uh, for Rock Yassin. And I know you have some thoughts on him. We'll get to that in just one second. Also added uh, cornerback Anthony Avert. Uh, Averett, uh, cornerback, uh, special teams player, Darius Phillips. And they also had signed uh, Craven uh, LeBlanc, another cornerback uh, earlier in, in free agency. Actually, before free agency started, he was a veteran that had gotten cut that they brought in, much like Andrew Billings. So on paper, that's what the Raiders have done so far. I know they're meeting uh, this week with Trevor Simeon, uh, the backup quarterback. They also signed uh, another backup quarterback, Garrett Gilbert. But if they were able to, if they're able to come to terms, with Trevi, uh, Trevor Simeon, not a bad option. He's 13 and 16 as a starter in 29 starts. He was also 13 and 11 uh, when he started um, a couple of years, uh, part-time couple of years with the, with the Denver Broncos. Look, the rule of thumb with the backup quarterback, can the guy help you win 500% of your games that he has to play? So if he's playing four games, can he get you to two and two? If it's six, three and three, you do the math. You look at Trevor Simeon, he's capable of doing that. If in a pinch, the Raiders needed him for a stretch of period, you know, a period of time, if he even signs, um, he's somebody that can probably keep your head above water, um, you know, uh, while he's on the field. So there you have it. That's the to date um, new additions. It's a lot of players and it's a lot of interesting, um, you know, like we've been talking about different skill sets, different body types, um, but everybody kind of checks off a little bit of a box. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Vinny. And I think defensively, when you talk about the Raiders, the, the thing I like the most or the thing that I think is going to resonate the most is just kind of addressing and building out depth, like you said, with guys like 
um, Tyler, Tyler Fackrell, building out depth on the interior of the defensive line. Of course, we expect that to look differently right with Patrick Graham. But one of the strengths last year at the end of the season was some of the depth and the rotational depth that you had um, on your defensive line, on the interior of that defensive line. And now you're creating similar depth uh, on the perimeter with your pass rushers too. So that's huge. You, you grab a starter um, in Rocket Scene, a guy that started 29 games, over the last three years, still only 25 years old, doesn't turn 26 until May, so he kind of fits your timeline with this new um, regime and this new staff. Uh, nobody's saying he's fine Darrell Revis or anything like that, but a guy that has started on some pretty good defenses and has some experience starting and contributing. You pair him with Trayvon Mullen, who I thought was ascending uh, as a player last last season before he got hurt, uh, and then some of the depth that you talked about. So, um, you're, you're like you said, man, you're checking all the boxes. You're getting different kind of players. You're getting different kind of skill sets, and now you, you're going to have some time to, to build out, build that out how you want to schematically and figure out how to put um, this new group, these new groups of players um, in positions to be successful. That, that, that job is on the coaching staff. Dave Ziegler um, seems to be doing his part. Of course, we understand that there's going to be collaboration there, but now uh, now is, is the fun part where, where we see the direction that the Raiders go to rest of free agency and in the draft uh, where they're not going to have their first and second round picks anymore because of Devontae Adams trade, but that doesn't matter. You can still get great players, impact players day one, and there's still a thing needs on this roster uh, that, that they're going to address or, or areas where you're going to want to build out more depth. Uh, but all things considered, I mean, I think from a talent perspective, Vinny, like when you take a look at both sides of the ball and kind of everything that, that, that went into it and then the coaching that you expect to go with it, certainly a, a, a more talented, um, better roster, more versatile roster. I'm sure we probably say that um, every offseason, but I don't know how you could not say that when you add all pros in their respective primes. Um, and Devontae Adams, who I think is smack dab at 29 years old in the middle of his prime, and Chandler Jones, who at 32, still has, I think, a lot of good football left. You see pass rushers tend to age, you know, pretty well. Pass rush specialists, I think he has some great football left at the end of his prime. So uh, it's, it's, it's night and day. It's, it's a, you still are able to maintain a lot of your key contributors from last year, but also add, add big-time players and add value. So, of course, we got to see how it plays out, but, but I have to imagine Raider fans feel really good about where they are now compared to where they were at two weeks ago. I'm going to read you a text that I got from an NFL executive. Um, and here's what it said. The second house sold on the block is always more expensive. And um, that text was in response to what happened uh, on Wednesday when the Raider, or excuse me, when the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. All right. So a little bit of a, a backstory here. The Raiders obviously traded last week for Devontae Adams. In the process, they gave him a record-breaking contract for a wide receiver. All right. Yep. His the timing of those negotiations just so happened to coincide with Terry Kill renegotiating a new deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and this is a case where sometimes uh, if you if you act slow um, or or you know uh, just aren't you know aggressive, it can cost you. All right. So the Chiefs and Terry Kill were talking about one specific number and working toward it prior to Devontae Adams signing his contract. As soon as Devontae Adams signed his new contract, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, Tyreek Hill's agent, said, hey, stop the presses. Uh, what we were talking about before, that no longer applies. Tyreek Hill, our guy, we feel, is just as good as Devontae Adams, if not better, as the next guy up in that world uh, when you're at the top of a position market. market. He's like a... Uh, signed for anything less than that. He wants to now be the highest paid wide receiver. He he deserves that right. Um, and so it's going to have to be more than what Devontae Adams just got. 
the Chiefs said, Ooh, we're, we're not going to be able to do that. We don't want to do that for various reasons. They're thinking about their future, their salary cap, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and Drew Rosenhaus said, well, okay, um, if you can't do that, then it's only right that you send him someplace where he can get that kind of a contract that he deserves. And in the process, you can get, you know, some draft picks and, you know, do what you got to do. And so that happened. So in one fell swoop, Sam Gordon, yeah. the Raiders got much stronger. And in the process, whether it was, um, you know, something that they knew would happen or inadvertently, whatever the case might be, by getting better at one position, they also weakened a bitter rival in the Kansas City Chiefs. And we can't underscore I know the Chiefs got a bunch of draft picks, Sam. I get that, and I understand that. Maybe they'll get lucky and catch lightning in the bottle and find the equivalent of Terry Kill. But I'll say this. Everybody's been looking for the next Terry Kill since <laughs> Terry Kill got into the NFL. Yeah, and yeah. dare I say, nobody's been able to find the equivalent yeah. of Terry Kill. So the likelihood that, and I, lo- I know Larry Murray loves this conversation, our great producer, because he's a Miami Dolphin fan, so uh, he's sky high right now. <laughs> I, maybe eventually they'll be able to, to replace that. But when we talk about immediately, and I'm talking about next season, good luck to the Kansas City Chiefs finding the equivalent of Tyree Kill, who was the perfect engine for that offense to play off Travis Kelsey to obviously enhance Patrick Mahomes. Um, that's going to be a difficult task for the Chiefs to replace uh, a Tyreek Hill in everything that he meant in the whole package that he is. I mean, it's not just the, the 4-2 speed. I mean, the 4-2 speed speaks for itself. But but what I think Tyreek Hill evolved into in the last, you know, five or six years, certainly with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, is one of the more complete receivers um, in the NFL, given his size, right? Of course, there's limitations, but but – because of you know he's not going to be the 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 ball skills kind of receiver that an AJ Brown or somebody like that might be a DJ Metcalf, but he became a really refined route runner that wasn't just a deep threat. We understand that he was so complete. He was able to break down defenses at different levels, and he was a monster after the catch. So um, huge. I mean, definitely huge. I don't think you can underscore that at all. Now, with that said, right? It's the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. It's Patrick Mahomes. I do think they're going to be be able to find a way. Um, to, to piece it together, to patch it together throughout the course of the season. But it's not going to be the same. We, we understand that right now. It's not going to be the same. This, to me, felt like the Chiefs, um, like you touched on a little bit, Mahomes is 26. You're thinking about not just, of course, you know, you want to win this year, next year, and the year after that, but you're thinking about the next five years. You're thinking about the next 10 years. When you have good quarterbacks that are with the franchise for a long time, think about how many iterations of the offense that Tom Brady went through in New England. I mean, he was, you know, there was two, three different supporting casts that he had where there were different kind of number one guys that, that he was throwing through. So now that's what that process, the Chiefs are experiencing that. You, you knew that you weren't going to be able to keep this team together. This is a business first. We understand that. It, it is business. And Tyree Kill and, and Drew Rosenhaus handled their business. Congratulations to them. Uh, but but that, this is part of that, is, is that you're not going to be able to keep everybody. So um, with that said, are, are the Chiefs, do, do, do I think the Chiefs can still win the NFC West and be a contender? Of course. They have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but – but 4-2 is 4-2, and now you're going to have to get creative in how you go about replacing his production. Maybe that's more targets for Nicole Hardman. Maybe he's ready to take a step up. Maybe they make a move in free agency. Maybe it's a draft. Maybe they're, you know, stockpiling picks to go and try and make a trade, you know, at some point for when this situation happens again, when they do have a little bit more cap space. I'm not sure. We'll see how that plays out. But bottom line is you don't lose a first-team all-pro caliber player and improve, like not in the short term. So uh, it, it, it's certainly – I think with all the with all the team, with the moves the other teams made, the upgrades the Chargers made on defense, the Bruce, uh, the Broncos obviously adding 
Russell Wilson and, of course, the, the dynamic playmakers that the Raiders have, have added that we've already addressed. I mean, geez, is this thing wide open or, or, or what? I, 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 we, of course, Vegas stars, you know, the, the, the odds and the lines makers still have the Chiefs as the favorite, understandably so, because of the Patrick Mahomes thing. But, but I don't know. I think this is, a, this is a situation now where you can make a case at this point on March 24th, Thursday morning when we're talking, for all four of these teams winning the division. And that's what is going to make this season super fascinating for the Raiders and for every other team in the AFC West. It's a total game changer um, with, with everything that happened. And, of course, the Chiefs are going to have to piece this thing together on the fly now. No doubt about it. And, um, you know, uh, it, it'll be interesting really to see. It's going to come down to Sundays that or whatever that three-hour window is on yeah. a Thursday or a Sunday or a Monday. I have a feeling the Raiders are going to get a lot of primetime games this year. Uh, it's always going to come down to what it always comes down to. Um, you know, uh, can you, can you keep stop turning the ball over penalties, all that good stuff yep. is what determines football games. But as, as we sit here today, um, Sam, I think you, it's, you can honestly say it's not going to be a talent issue for the Raiders. The Raiders right now on paper, um, you know, have enough talent that they could go anywhere against any team and kind of look everybody in the eye and say, you know what, we've got enough to, uh, to compete here um, at the highest, highest level. Yep. Um, and it's been a while since they've been able to say that, by the way, a couple of things uh, I want to urge Raider nation, Raider fans. Uh, and thanks for all the support, by the way, if you get a chance, go watch video of Devonte Adams. Um, I did on the weekend and uh, I feel like I'm a better man for it because you could really see what makes this guy so special when you talk about him as one of the best wide receivers in the game. Um, and I know, obviously, he had Aaron Rodgers. Um, you, you can't discount that. But I contend watching Devontae Adams, he means just as much to Aaron Rodgers as Aaron Rodgers does to him because the footwork off the line of scrimmage, the way he's able to uh, create um, you know, separation on his pristine route running, he's got a tremendous catch radius, he's got speed, he's got size. Uh, but especially that footwork, Sam, off the line of scrimmage. If you're into that type of thing, and yeah. I am, it's exquisite, man. It's like it's like a dancer uh, being able to to do what they do um, and just be able to get off without with minimal contact too. It's just like he loses people at the line of scrimmage. So if you if you have a little bit of time, go watch uh, tape of Devontae Adams. It's really fun. And lastly, and I got to get your thoughts on this, Sam. Offensive line, you know, I yeah. know that they brought back Alex Bars. Uh, yes, Brandon Parker was resigned. Yes, Jermaine Illuminar was resigned. But I just, I'm looking at that offensive line, and I feel like um, there has to be another move coming, right? I would certainly expect so, Vinny. And, and that might, maybe that's the draft. Maybe that's a couple of your third, fourth round pick. You know, whatever you have, you, you try and bring in some young guys to create some competition. I still think that at some point there's going to be some kind of veteran. Um, that emerges, but that 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 they clearly have some level of, of trust in the player development aspect. Uh, John Simpson, Alex Leatherwood, still relatively, you know, of course, young players. Leatherwood, especially, um, with room for growth. So you're definitely banking on some of that. But I'm with you completely. Uh, I, I think in order to, to to really kind of maximize what you have here, and and it, I think you know you're probably not going to have one of the preeminent lines. Um, in the NFL, that's I think that's clear at this point. But you're going to want to at least have some stability there, and, and not not deal with what you were dealing with, you know, earlier in the season last year when that running game was non-existent. You're going to want to have some balance with what you're able to do offensively. How are you going to get Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards and Darren Waller and all these guys going with with a little bit more balance? And I think you're going to need to bolster the offensive line some more for that. So yeah, I, it's understandable why you how you how and why you want to bank 
um, player development, but another veteran of this group um, certainly wouldn't be a bad thing would at the very least create some competition. Um, and, and then with the upside of, you know, possibly finding a starter. So I, I still don't, I still think there's, there's time to address that, but if they don't, then yes, that's, that's still cheap among um, the concerns given the issues that they had at, at times last season, for sure. And who knows, maybe by the time uh, we reconvene next week, um, we'll be talking about exactly that. By the way, I'll be in Florida next week for the NFL uh, owners meetings, get a chance to talk to Josh McDaniels again and Dave Ziegler and get their thoughts uh, on um, what, uh, what, what has happened this last uh, week or so. I'm sure they're fired up as they should be. Uh, so that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to talk about that a little bit uh, on next week's uh, episode. Sam Gordon, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure as always, Larry Muir. Thank Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for everything that you do. Go, uh, uh, happy for your Dolphins uh, with Tyreek Hill. A lot of speed in Miami right now. That's going to be a fast, fast team. Um, so, uh, and they got Alec Ingold. Good for him. We're happy for Alec uh, finding a great landing spot in South Beach. I texted him. I was like, Miami, baby. Uh, and so he's pretty fired up. I know he wanted to be here with the Raiders without question. Uh, but can you beat Miami? Sam uh, as a landing spot? Uh, I, th I think not. So uh, no. I think he's going to be happy. And I'm sure after everything that's happened, they've addressed their offensive line and obviously Tariq Kill. Uh, they might be a team to, uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, until next week, thank you everybody for all the support. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys uh, at some point next week. Thank you guys. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.